think I've murdered anybody on purpose. <laughs> I don't think. You have then to do it with intent, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I go back to being a way worse word <laughs> for murder. It's such a worse word. <laughs> manslaughter. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's not murder. <laughs> it's manslaughter. Slaughter. That sounds like a much more heinous crime. Don't, don't worry. It wasn't murder. It was just compressing a man's bones until he bled out his eyes. <laughs> See, here's the thing. is like, it is incredibly intentional when we slaughter anything else yeah except for yeah, man we make whole little things to not waste bullets with it we make whole little air guns with those tubes that oh, they yeah. use and what is no it country no country for, for old men, men. yeah the scariest thing i've ever seen that's not true there was that bug cloud in the upper cabinet that one time with my <laughs> <life>. <laughs> i didn't know what to do i debated moving out <laughs> uh does that feel like enough cold <laughs> Liz, the editor, you should ask yourself. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, that leads right into it what does, we're talking actually, about that's today. That's a very good uh, the bugs? segue. Oh, it does. The bugs. Great. I'll have to keep that in. Make Three fine folks discuss fictional finance, make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about today? Say it. Dan. The mummy. Yay! I was really tempted. I, I want you to know, right? I was really, the English really patient. tempted. <laughs> no, to just pick another movie and do research on it and not tell you and oh, then just announce it and watch you, your heartbreak. But I didn't do it. You want me to it. cry through a whole episode? I didn't do it. I did uh, the mummy. He did a good job. He didn't make me sad. You don't know that yet. Oh, I, I feel like you did. <laughs> uh, So, plot? You want to jump right in? Let's get to this. Sure. Uh, Specifically, this is the one from the 90s. Yes. 93, 94? Wait, was it really no, that? It's, it's got to be no? later than that. I think no, it's like know. 97 or 98. Yeah. Right. The mm. Mummy. Oh, 99. I was going to say correct. that. Oh. This is that thing. I was going to say that, and I didn't out loud, and now it doesn't sound impressive that I knew that in my head, but I did know that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> this. So, we'll get to the plot in a second. <laughs> I watched it for this episode. This is one where the graphics... It holds up. <laughs> they, well, that's the thing. There are certain difficult things they do in this with the graphics that hold up surprisingly well. Oh, I bet. And there are certain very simple things they do that they do, do not. not. Oh, do you remember the Scorpion King in the second the one? The second one, yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, so it was like baffling to watch because it'd be like a very simple something and I'd be like, oh boy. Graphics come a long way. And then they do some like very intricate transformation. I'd be like, okay, mommy. <laughs> I see you. Okay, I see you, mommy. <laughs> see, what were we watching? The, Kill we were Count. Talking, but what what was you talking about? Do it you was remember? that crappy. It wasn't the mall one. No. It was one where a guy got put through a, like, sh- like a, a, a oh, wood chipper. Oh, it was one chipper. of the, the Texas Chainsaw movies. Oh, it That's was like Texas was. Chainsaw 6. Seven or eight. Chainsaw. Yeah. I say wood chipper, I want to <clears> say Fargo. Um, but no, like, buddy no, the this, yeah. this looks this, terrible. You watch it happen and it's like, it's like a Windows screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, it, it's so odd to see things that were like impossible at the time that like hold up so well today. And then there are things that are so simple today that look like absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Just the that weird flex space of that makes you realize that just like, oh, it's always just a matter of like how well you do the thing. Yeah, if you yeah. can, like, if you can shoot how much it right, you're yeah. to put into it. Yeah, and yeah. like there's like things where, like this lady had a giant prosthetic that they put over her neck so that they could like slice her neck, and if you looked at her from the front, she looked like, um. What's his face? She looked like she had a glandular. Yeah, problem. she looked like she like, had goiter. But if you, <laughs> but the way that they filmed it, it looks like her regular neck that they cut, yeah. and it's a very like, I mean, you know, it's a horror movie, so it's very spooky, and it's a very like a uh, realistic looking thing. But then later on, that guy goes through the wood chipper, and you're like, what the frick? Why didn't you? 
there's got to be some way you could have practical affected that. Wasn't that the same one where the the like the effects guy was like, "Yeah, CGI sucks," and then like, yeah, it ends with this grotesque set piece <laughs> that is just like, okay, so CGI sucks until you run out of time and money. Apparently, and yeah, like, and you just throw whatever at it. Uh, yeah, all that to say. The mummy. The mummy. Some of it, I would imagine, still holds up really well. Yeah. Some of it does. Well, yeah. and I think the, the like spooky, the like, <clears throat> the mummy pulling his face back together. The like. Yeah, that does yeah. pretty well. Okay. Yeah. What was an example of the bad stuff? Oh man, there is a point where he like belches out a bunch of flies. Oh, oh yeah. That wasn't good then though. Yeah, like, and it, like it like hits a doorway and it was just bad. Yeah. Like, and yeah. there's a couple. I guess like, like crowds of bugs is probably kind of hard. Yeah, and but I'll forgive that because it's it's it was hard at the time too. But there are other like some of his powers he uses are just like mm. okay, okay, pal. But like, then like again, some of them he uses. And I'm like that's like cool. Why did the other one you use that was seemingly easier to animate like so much harder? Yeah, yeah. I really wonder. I think about that with like um. Well, they were talking about Moana when they were making that movie, how hard her hair was to animate and mm. how, like, surprising that seemed. Oh, and, and Brave, her hair was, like, impossible. They had to invent new technology to make her hair move the way that it did because, like, before that, it was just, like, chunks of hair. Mm -hmm. But she had all these individual curls that needed to go places, and it looks so simple, but it took so much time. I think that's really what it is, is I think the thing is I just don't understand animation that well. Yeah. And, like, what I'm baffled they couldn't get right is probably way harder than I think, and the things I'm very impressed with are probably dead simple to do. I wonder. <clears throat> but I think this kind of sits with what I was talking about, of like the like the mummy from 1999 sits in that perfect space of like people cared to make this movie just so much, you know? Yeah. yeah like, so most of it still works. So most of it still works, and then like the places where they ran out of steam, they just ran out of steam. Like okay. And I think that's kind of what you would see. Brendan Fraser movies. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> Journey to the center a of the earth. Of him lately? Yeah, he a little pudge boy and I love him so <laughs> he much. A little pudge he boy. like a mushroom. He like not a mushroom, a marshmallow. He like a little soft marshmallow man with a sweet little face. He's doing um, his best. But like a lot of them like he turns into sand and like travels and that looks really sharp. Yeah, that's even true. Even like today and you would think like individual grains and all that would be like hard to do, but it looks really good and then like I said there's certain other things that happen that I'm like but plot. Plot. Uh, who amongst us has seen? Well, I guess you saw the I beginning. I saw it this week. I was gonna so say me, but <laughs> because I'll like talk all time, I have seen the movie. I think we've talked about this before. From the like mm, twenty minutes in till the end, because TBS never shows the beginning of the movie somehow, or I'm just never turned it on in time. I watched it. Uh, our mutual friends, AJ was over when I watched it, and we had that discussion because he was like, is this how the mummy starts? And I'm like, no one, no one knows. No one. You and I are the first people to ever know. <laughs> nobody ever goes in and nobody ever comes out. Um, and I think at I one can... point about 25 to 35 minutes in, I went, oh, this is the start of the mummy. <laughs> ah, there it is. They're in Egypt now. <laughs> I see. Um, so I think I can make a pretty good stab at it. So it, it starts, I believe, in the past where you begin by watching the mummy being mummified as his um, affair with the pharaoh's wife or daughter. I think it's Is just concubine. concubine. Imhotep and what's her name? Lady. And She's got a name. Surma or something. Yeah. It's very hard to pronounce. Oh, man. I used to know it. It is... Anaxunamun? Anaxunamun. 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 Nice I enough. remember that shit. <laughs> um, Your brain is a weird... What a weird magpie spiral. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their affair is discovered, and they are um, sentenced to death by... Live mummifying. Live mummification, which isn't how mummification works. No. Well, yeah, they say, like... This one specifically is like different and bad. Yeah, I guess you gonna be but cursed. But like, they take your heart and your brain out, and as far as I know, <laughs> you're not it. alive no more. <laughs> I was after that. say, like, that'll do it. Yeah. That's pretty much um, curtains, folks. 
Yeah, let alone everything else they take out of you. Like, they don't even take your brain out gracefully. Like, no, because they didn't think that was super was, important. Yeah, important. They don't even bother saving it. Look at this weird fat lump in your head. Yeah. <laughs> but they still need For to take it out. Like, yeah, they were like, don't let that fat lump go bad. <laughs> yeah, we can't let that fat lump sit in your brain and sit in your head and rot. But, <laughs> but we're work? not going to put it in a special jar. No, throw <laughs> um, that away. Maybe they wouldn't uh, have really gotten it out clean. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. They just didn't they have, just like, like, good enough, like... Why put this soup in a jar at this point? If it's probably yeah. not important... Don't let anyone know. If it is, it's not anymore. Yeah, you can't use that in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Phil had the best way to get it out, and it was still just a swizzle stick, so... <laughs> um, But then I believe it jumps to... Is he in prison at the beginning? Or is he... No. no you're thinking of Robin He's Hood, Men in Tights. His regiment is, like, fighting random people. Whom are never explained again. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, are they fighting the the like the cult of keeping no, the mummy no, around? Like, is this the like fighting some... Boar War or something? Yeah, it's you get the impression that it's something like that, but they never quite specify. Yeah, it's some like vague like post World War One, pre World War Two conflict. Yeah, like, okay. He, Egypt, he's mania. leading some like imperialized he, like some force that some colonial power came in and trained of locals against it's some like Britain. native force of locals. You can just say Britain. It's Britain. Well, <laughs> uh, oh, and this is where I didn't he and Benny. Not, I didn't mean to not say Britain. It's just more like this is a thing that happened all over the world with a bunch of different colonial yeah. powers. But yeah. it's Egypt, so it's Britain. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's him. What's his name? Benny. The other one. Brendan Fraser's character. Oh. Rick? Rick. Rick? Rick. That's such an action movie name. Right? Rick. What's like, his last name? Rick Chesley. <laughs> uh, Chester? No, uh, it is Rick O'Connell. O'Connell. Okay. Which is the most 90s name. It is a very... <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rick O'Connell. Uh, yeah, Rick and so O'Connell and Benny, last name unknown. Benny... Benny uh, the Jets, I believe. Sarkeesian? Benny the Benny Heel. Benny Gabor. The Heel? Benny Gabor. Gabor? G-A-B-O-R. He's Jaja's son. We met him. We did oh. meet him. It was yeah. weird. His movie wasn't He's an odd good. dude. Um, he I don't, looks like an odd oh, dude. Yeah, I don't want to tag this episode with his name because he might look himself up, but he... I mean, it was great, and I loved the... That like, movie was not. The, that movie was bad. <laughs> the movie he made with um, Clive Barker was fine. That was fine. Um, uh, we watched. We went to Music Box of Horror and saw him live there because he was introducing his uh short film that a friend of not a friend of mine a guy i know from io was in so that was a weird roundabout thing uh but then they also played a clive barker movie that he was like a star my third build yeah yeah he seems like he seems like he plays weird characters and this seems to be one of those things maybe where art imitates life and not the other way around benny if you could tone him down like a lot, he seems so subdued. He's more like a like, you know, the food critic in Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. That's what he's like. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not what I would have guessed. I know. It was strange. Um. Anywho, it is super odd that Rick and Benny are, are friends at the beginning of this at though, all, yeah. because like Benny just says like, "Don't trust me," like <laughs> on his face. I'm a like, bad guy. <laughs> yeah, like I will give you up. At a moment's notice. And he does like, right away, too, right? Doesn't constantly. He like, yeah. Like two well, or three in the times. first scene, he, like, runs from the battle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, when he's forced, when Rick Frazier is forced to retreat, he, like, runs after him as if he's still his friend. He's like, okay, Benny, we'll get out of this together. I'm like, he just literally abandoned you to die. <laughs> yeah. And when you are forced to go after him, instead of being like, you little weasel, I'll kill you, you go, good, prudent move. I'm proud of you. Nice like, job, Benny. Yeah, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Benny's been gaslighting Rick for all these years. We don't see that before the lead up to this movie. Um, they were good friends once. So this is the part that was never on TBS. I don't know and then how he we gets get to from a there. Well, he gets arrested. or he You gets, actually never see that. That happens off screen. That happens off screen. So literally this cuts from this to like her in the library. Yeah. Oh, super weird. Whoa. And okay. it's like her brother... That guy. Pickpocketed, I think, this map off of him. Off of Rick? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because your brother's like a pickpocket. That comes back like two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And he shows her the map and the key. She knows what it is. He's a pickpocket who also still speaks or can like read hieroglyphics. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite explained how he also, has that ability. When did they discover the Rosetta Stone? 
What do you mean Rosetta Stone? The thing that helped people read the actual Rosetta Stone. I thought you meant in this movie. movie. I was like, I don't recall them finding the Rosetta Stone. I was just trying to think if like they could actually read hieroglyphics at all. No, I think they could. I think that that is like a that's a 19th century thing. Oh, I think so too. Okay, okay. Earliest. Early twentieth, because like I think that that was necessary in order for Egypt mania to be happening in the twenties. Because they could finally understand. Because they could finally understand, it and they were like learning where all this stuff was, basically. Gotcha. You know. Okay. Yeah, because a lot um, of them. I mean, they found a lot of stuff that said it's here that they could never read before. <laughs> X marks the spot, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Weird little X shaped like a bird. You want to find this? Go look over there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Okay. Yeah. So he. So uh. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan and Evelyn are the, the brother and sister at kind of like the center of the film. They are the children of an Egyptologist, I think, and they themselves are like living and working in Egypt. Um, he is a pickpocket, apparently, and her as a librarian. librarian. Um, the coolest job of the 90s. And they realize this is a crossover with the library, they could go absolutely. Find. <laughs> Uh, do you realize that they had like another movie for that? Like yeah, just like last, last year. Last year. Yeah. I really need to get into that series because I think I have a secret deep dream to be a librarian. And it's not like I say that as though it's an impossible thing. Like how people <laughs> like, I, I want to be a space princess, but I like, I think it's an impossible thing totally to be, be a, librarian. a librarian from the librarians though. Yeah. But like, like I'd make it work. <laughs> I mean, uh, a regular librarian who owns a sword. Okay. Yeah. Low bar of entry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Those are both things that you can legally and somewhat easily do. Yeah, you got to do that. You got to start somehow. But they determined that they would find this very significant archaeological discovery if they go to the location on this map that Jonathan steals from Rick Mm -hmm. um, and proceed to then have him released from prison so that he can lead them into the desert. So the map gets burned um, because you've got, um, what's his name? Eric Avari? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Is he the, like... He's the that guy who's, like, her boss. In the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about him. This The guy who's not Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. The guy who's not Ben Kingsley but looks all like him. But anyway, he is actually secretly part of the... Um, of the cultist. Like, the cult Cabal. that... Yeah, that is, like, keeping the The cult secret. of keeping the mummy in the ground. Right. So he... <laughs> a pretty good cult. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to join a cult, might I suggest. <laughs> so he burns the map accidentally on purpose... And they, so they go get Rick and go. You know where it is. Hey, where'd you get that map? And he goes from the place the map leads to. And they go, cool, lead us there. And he goes, I. And then there's those three American brothers. They are also. I don't know their brothers. I don't think Americans. Brothers, but oh, I just thought like they were another brothers. expedition. Okay. Yeah. Being led by Benny. Gotcha. Cause right, because Benny, Benny also. Rick was and there. Benny are like the only two that escaped this battle that happened at the place where the mummy is okay yeah what so. happens where they're like well you're on the wrong side of the river with that part that is after so after everybody gets um <laughs> after everybody gets their teams put together uh-huh. they get on uh, a riverboat to travel the majority of the way there and they're on the same riverboat they're all right. in the same riverboat and, and they it gets attacked by cult by the the cultists because the cult's like dudes fucking stop well they yeah. want to take the key that opens like the mummy's sarcophagus basically sure yeah. they're like without that they could find it i suppose but they can't release him and all's well that ends well totally fine yeah and like they can have whatever else is there just so long as they don't like unleash him you know so. maybe just explained things you d- i had that thought <laughs> in that Seriously, battle scene i was like it's you don't even have to explain you have we're going to talk about it, access to a lot of gold. You could have just walked up to them and been like, I'll give you $10 million to give me that key right now. Done. Also, okay. they, like, at what point in the last, like, 3,000 years did they lose that key and, like, How not is that not priority number back? one to <laughs> like, find that thing? Oh, if shit. your entire cult is about, like, keeping this guy in the ground, like, how's about you, like, just destroy the key and like letting him out of the thing. One thing that could let him out, yeah. Shouldn't that be melted down? It's like if you if you have an old bike and you lose that bike key, and you're just like, I guess, I guess it's fine. Like, who's gonna put two and two together and come get that bike? This might have been too much for this movie to hold, but like, you are kind of missing the like opposing cult of let the mummy out of the ground. Well, um, I think that's what who, the like, Tom Cruise movie covers. Well, no, that's like I have no idea what that movie's about. Yeah, I don't but I'm pretty confident. Well, I actually, actually think about this for this movie overall because you kind of get the impression at the top of this movie that the only reason he has these powers is because of this evil curse they laid upon him. Mm-hmm. They're like, you did something so bad 
that you deserve the really terrible death that does give you super magical <laughs> One powers caveat. if you escape, but we'll never let that happen. Phenomenal cosmic powers. <laughs> yeah, itty bitty, itty bitty living soupy living space. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, I mean, I get why you wanted to torture him terribly, but couldn't you just kill him the old-fashioned way? Yeah. Or, actually, second, if you have a magical golden book that takes his soul to the afterlife... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just do, do that. that. Kill him <laughs> this this terrible way that's evil and uh, this, this way that tortures him terribly but gives him magic powers then immediately let him out and before he can use those magic powers send him to hell yeah you gotta do it before you can figure out what those powers are cause you just let him stew in his own soup then trying to figure out what the hell to do tortured and, and is in hell dead. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, you could just do the thing that I think that they really did with people they didn't like was, like, murder them and then let them be eaten by dogs on the, the sand so that no one ever remembered who they were. Yeah, or you, like, put them on a spit on the, like, outside of the temple so that nobody, like, does what they did. Sean Bean's not in this movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, the point is, this plan of... Let's give him evil, world-conquering magical powers and then put him away and hope that some cult lasts for the next 3,000 years and also doesn't lose the key. That's the best plan. I think that's like the... It's a it's a parallel to global warming, you know? It's like, we're going to make we're gonna make crazy we great technology, in the ground, but we'll bury it in the ground. It will never come back to haunt us. We don't us. have to worry about this at all. <laughs> and then you just never see the bureaucracy that like kept them from getting around to that part two of it. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. Like, There's a lot of red tape. Like they fully intended to do like what you suggested, and then they're just like, oh, but like the the crops were bad this year, so we got so we other to, stuff to take care of right we now. We have to do other magic. We're gonna have to like come back and finish this like this spirit torture later. He's gonna but, be dead for a while. It'll probably be fine. Yeah, but for a culture that like has a very like intimate belief in the afterlife uh, like a very real like physical afterlife like you think that they would like get around to speed that up a little just like let's take care of this like now before it's a very big problem for us (laughs) later on this movie has a couple of things like that because not to jump ahead but at one point he like half brings his uh girlfriend back to life the mummy he like brings her corpse back but like not her youth and everything back and that's like the next step and then she gets like cut up and he's all distraught about it. And I'm like, you can bring people back to life. Stick her how prints is together. Her, how is her dying any sort of yeah, obstacle? You were a weird soup man like 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. Go like, find a person yeah, he's like steal all distraught that she died. And I'm like, how is bringing her back yet again any obstacle to you? You just did it uh, five minutes ago. So long story short, they do get in and they do open up the sarcophagus. They open up the sarcophagus. And they, they do let think... out the soupy. They say he's soupy. Well, they say he's wet. It's like he's basically yeah. not like They didn't mollify him. Yeah. yeah. The way that you would expect. Um, yes. So I forget the exact like track of events, but basically uh, Rick and Evelyn and Jonathan's team are like, they are there for the book. The other team were there just for like riches and treasure. It's the literal everything. book of the dead, right? It is the book of the dead, yeah. Um, and they think that it well, is. Well, actually, their book, they're there for the book of Amun Ra. And, this and they is the find book the book of the dead. The dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so they think they have the, the good book, and instead they have. <laughs> Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Amun Ra? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they know they find the bad book. They just also find the sarcophagus and get interested. Because they yeah. know yeah. ahead of time that the good book's like made of gold, and this one they find is like made of skin. Black gold. Well, actually, no. Stone? The Americans find the bad book. Don't they have like a. They, have, they take it, right? Yeah, because that's, that's where the that key. key that, the key, the key opens box. both the sarcophagus and the book. Right. And Evelyn gets curious and opens the book and starts reading from it. Which never do. Yeah, and the one of the Americans is like, don't do that. Too late. Too well, late. Honestly, like there are a dozen movies where the like the moral of the story is is like never learn to read. Don't well, read no. an evil book. Just don't read aloud. Like, yeah, you can read it yourself just yeah, fine. Read it yourself. Like Although, uh, did you never- ever watch the Bye Bye Man? <laughs> it's a real movie where if you think or say aloud the Bye Bye Man, he comes and kills you. And he's just a guy in a hoodie. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It's the worst use of Doug Jones I have ever seen. It's like the Bye Bye Man. And there's just all these like unsettling scenes of like a house 
where a door opens and a girl, a ghost girl, walks from one door to the other door, and then the doors disappear, and you're like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> the bye bye man, and then you think the bye bye man, and he comes and kills you. Cool. Such a good movie. I watched all of that once. <laughs> all I'm saying is, it just like read to yourself before you share with the class. Exactly. You know? I think like, it's a good choice yeah, anyway. Read Cold reading is hard. Because, like, half of the time, these evil books aren't like, oh, I don't know what this means, and it turns out to be a spell. Most of them are like, the thing is like, spell to cause great evil to happen. <laughs> Step one, like, read I Read this aloud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe, it's like, it's like taking a test. Read all the instructions first, and then decide whether you should take the yeah. test. Right. Did your teacher ever problem, do that bullshit thing where they no. give you that, that piece of paper with, like, like lots of... the end, of, it's like... And then it's like, read all the instructions before starting. Yeah, and it's the, the end, first it's like, instruction. turn this back in, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, don't mark anything Like, flip on the it paper. over, draw, like, a red circle on the back, yeah. and then, like... And then you win. And then you win, yeah. That's such a bullshit. Um, Waste of my time. It would have been fine if you had just read the instructions. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is obviously the problem with learning hieroglyphics phonetically, which, like, <laughs> I'm not even sure is, like, the way that you do that, per se. Like They are representative of words and phrases and thoughts, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you were to... That's the other thing. If you know a second language and you're reading it out loud in this way... Wouldn't you be reading it, like, in your head? Like, I yeah, feel like I would read it, in, your read head it first. in English, and in my head I would make the sounds, right? Like, if I was doing it that way, especially if it's, like, a pictographic language, I would feel like I wouldn't be, like, Amun Hadzava. I'd be, like, so when the sun over the western wall yeah, comes yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. sky, like, that's how I would be piecing it together. And instead she just reads it in ancient Egyptian. And is just like, I'll figure it out as I go. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. Like, anytime I see anything in a language that I sort of know, uh, I will read it to myself in French or German and try to put it back to English, and then I would say what it was in English. Right. Yeah. Like, if you were Unless I'm supposed to read it. And then I get 30% of it's wrong, and I say the English phrase out loud incredulously to myself. They were like, why would it be about... Why would it be that? Oh, I did it. Why would the hog be on the bus? I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, bus stop. Okay. Uh, I gotcha, gotcha. Idioms are weird that way. Yeah. Um, so they release the mummy. They do release the mummy. He's um, all soupy. So they take their book as their... And then they are attacked by cultists, and there's a big fight. Huge fight. Huge fight. Um, they take just their the book and flee back to the city. Because that's basically the Americans all they wanted anyway. The um, take just the casks that hold his the organs. organs. And the, the jars, key? what are those called? The... They have a special name, I know. Yeah. The, I, I want to say conniption, but that's not right. The that's soup jar. conniption fit. Ooh, no. It's uh, the, um... Oh, shoot. It's close to that word, though. It is, yeah. Canopic. Canopic. I knew that word, and it was not coming to me. Um, so the Americans take each take one of those, um, and the mummy then um, hunts them down. They also opened, like, a thing that held the book. And it was cursed. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. So he like both takes the canopic jars yeah. as well as like sucks because them dry. The one of them right. gets hit with the like noxious like acidic gas that's in it, and he is like hurt by it. And right, he's like bandaged up. Yeah, and he gets his tongue taken. No. So you guys are inflating some things. Oh, There's okay. some workers that originally open like a place, and they get. They get acided, uh-huh. and then in there there is a like safe that they open, and basically the only reason he's bandaged up is the mummy gets like two goes at him. So they take he That's takes right. his eyes and his tongue, and then he gets interrupted and like fought off, and then he they take him back, and then Benny leads the mummy back to the town and to him specifically, and so he's like Benny, you he suck. can't see obviously, so he's like talking with them, and Benny's like. Hey, my master is. Uh, oh, I remember that. Great to see you. Uh, he's the one who took your eyes and tongue and needs a little more, and then he like sucks him dry. Oh, that poor yeah. guy. And then he does that to the other Americans, Americans too. Yeah, they all get sucked dry. Yeah. So that he can be not Billy. It's really convenient that it's like each of them is just like the twenty five percent health that he needed to be. <laughs> yeah. Like full power. <laughs> like what if there were just like three of them? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you only like, need one more guy. Yeah, yeah, it also seems like did they? Yeah. Like, I get that they were cursed, and that's why he went for them first, but if there had not been enough of them, could he have just, like, turned around yeah, and like, been, like, any old guy? Only like... one guy opened it? Yeah. That'd be enough? Or maybe yeah. it's, like, the jars, and, like, he just took their life force to, like, 
be part of the so blood magic or something. Just a snack. Man, what like, if it is just like maybe it's more inconvenient this way that like if only one guy did it, it would just be one guy you had to track down. Yeah, you but just have to complete guys, the curse. It doesn't matter how many people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. What a pain in the ass. Um. But so like, I'm sorry. Godlike powers. These this this like misty stuff. Isn't it scarab beetles? Where do these scarab beetles no, come No, the scarab beetles is after they go back. Okay. Because um, they get up in someone's skin and they the got to cut it out in Jonathan's skin? No. It, they do they cut do it out. One, one gets out. in Jonathan's skin and they cut it out of him, but there was another one of the Americans. No, it's actually Gad. It's the one that uh, the jailer comes with them because they promise, and this is what we're going to talk about in some of the money stuff, they promise him a cut of the loot oh. if he lets Rick out to show them. Is he that one guy? What's that guy? He's, um... He is that one guy. Oh, you're right. I am getting him confused with the chubby American. Right. Very different people. He's like a dad bod American. He's a dad bod American yeah. who I had a crush on, so... Um, this is Omid... He is, like, he is... Jalali? He was yeah, he the, like... Jajali. Jajali. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, he was, like, uh, the, like, Middle Eastern guy. At that time. Yeah. Like, if the, you needed, guy. like, a jovial, like, you know, uh, yeah, like, he's in desert the gladiator guy. for the same... Yeah. Oh, okay. If you remember, he's, like, the slave trader. I've never seen that movie, but I believe oh, it. Oh, really? No, I know. I would think I would like it. Huh. Um, I haven't seen it in a minute. Anyway. Uh, but that guy. Yeah, I yeah. remember that guy. He gets, he gets eaten brain, by bugs. Well, the bug crunched. gets under his skin, and he, uh, it's driving him crazy, and he runs into a wall and breaks his neck. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It, like, goes up into his brain, and he gets all... This movie is actually... There's a couple parts of it that I was like, I forgot how kind of gruesome this is. Like, it's not yeah. shown gruesomely, but when you actually think about what happens, you're like, that is not the way I would want to go. Yeah, like, the guy getting his eyes and, and tongue taken was always yep. so scary to me. And then he can't, like, scream or get help when he's Well, getting... there's another couple of, like, red shirts who get totally consumed by scarabs oh, in a yeah. way that, like, what gets left behind is not pleasant. There's, like, a people-shaped yeah. pile and then, like, a not-people-shaped pile. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, a dark movie. Anyway, don't go so digging up graves. they flee back to the city, um, realize what is going on as... Um, the, Are they in Cairo? I believe they're in Cairo. Um, the mummy is, like, gathering more power as he, like, um, like drains all of these men of their life force. Mm -hmm. And eventually, like, turns a bunch of the citizens of the city into zombies. Yeah, there's which, a brief zombie. Oh, what? <laughs> which, yeah, well, like, all, like, voodoo-type zombies, not, like... Like brain zombies, like yeah, he not brainwashes like a bunch of people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't remember that. He's like, there's like a slight biblical overlay here where he's like, like bringing plagues. back all the plagues. Yeah. So there's like he like rains fire from the sky and he turns the water into bloods. Frogs. There's locusts. Okay. Yeah. But then at one point they're like, oh, my least favorite plague, like boils and sores. Oh yeah. And all these people have sores and boils on them. And then they just kind of hand wave and be like. And because they have those, they're also under his control. They don't really talk about why yeah. that makes any sense. <laughs> so okay. Evelyn's boss reveals himself to be one of the cultists. And, um, and is immediately fired main... for sexual harassment. You can't reveal yourself in front of the boss. <laughs> <laughs> the main this cultist. This is the 90s. You still could. <laughs> um, the main cultist also meets up with them. And now they're all like good guy team. And they realize that they have to like go back to the... The mummy jar. The, the mummy... They have to go back there to try and capture him in his sarcophagus again in order to, like, bring it's him actually, to... It's actually... That's where the good book is. So oh. they have the bad book. They need, like... It's like a classic. Like, if you read from the good book, you send him to hell. If you read from the bad book, you yep. raise him from the dead. Can right. I just read this one backwards? Mitzvah <laughs> Pitlick. A, get rid of the key so the sarcophagus couldn't get opened. B, just burn the bad book. It was made of stone. Okay, crush the bad book. <laughs> There's other stuff you do with it. I don't think it's just for this mummy. I yeah, it's probably got other, other mummies with it too. <laughs> what are you gonna do with all yeah, those other none mummies? None of that seems good. <laughs> um, says, the one mummy's great at parties. Uh, <laughs> yes, so they have to go back and get the good book. Um, but also, as part of that, the mummy captures Evelyn because he's gonna use her to life be force a to body bring, substitute for uh, uh, what's her face? Anoxamoon. Anoxamoon. Yeah. Um, who really didn't deserve any of this? No. She was just getting busy. That's fine. Yeah. They really weren't supposed to, though. <laughs> they really yeah. weren't supposed to. <laughs> he is, like, supposedly... <laughs> <laughs> they really weren't supposed to, though. <laughs> we have, like, like, one rule, and it's don't get busy. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, real evil, supposedly, when they bring him back. But, like, he's supposed to be the bad guy. And this starts with a thing of, like, 
It's a little West Side Story. For like, not a thing that's really in well, like that they, bad in our society. Isn't it like they're? It's implied they're like plotting to kill the pharaoh as part oh, of it. Oh yes, because she well, wants she's married to him or something and doesn't want to yeah. be. They do kill the pharaoh. Yes, because he finds out. It's not eminently clear that if they were planning on killing him, what had he not was. found out? Yeah, like, that's fair. I guess they maybe like, there was an argument here that they were just going to run away together and didn't get enough time, and therefore they are punished horribly, and that drives him to evil. Okay, because I was gonna say it maybe. What if the pharaoh had seen them getting busy and then they like bonked him over the head and he just was passed out and then they no. ran away? <clears throat> no, I'm pretty sure they stabbed him to death. They do. Yeah, but I like, mean, a like bunch of times. in a different world, if they hadn't resorted to murder, so I guess in the end they are the bad guys. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a man who knows the evil magics to bring people back from the dead. So, like, he had some some weird fetishes before this, but that does not necessarily make one evil. <laughs> Everybody's got their own kink. <laughs> you just can't. Uh, I think there's a certain there's limits. He was dead always, bodies is too far. Dead for bodies anybody. is too far. He was also, he was always very coded as like a Jafar figure for me. So yeah. I think yeah. it was like if it had not been this, it would have been something else very soon. Just a slippery slope argument and to make I think, about a like, guy. He just hadn't like centralized his power. Trying so hard to justify soupy murdering a guy and putting him in the ground and cursing him to be a super. Can we powerful talk about dude? how if uh, if Aladdin and the genie weren't there, like no one would have cared that Jafar took power. Yeah, no, that just would have happened. Like, what does that say about the Sultan's, like... He's a like, terrible Sultan. Role? Yeah. <laughs> it's super it like, clear he's not Everyone was just like, oh, that guy who actually runs everything is now in charge? Okay. Okay, that's change, fine. Change of sign. Change nothing. Like, right? Yeah. And also... We all wear red now, I guess? Jasmine okay. absolutely would have gotten her hand cut off if Aladdin wasn't there. Yes. And then that merchant would have been slowly had his skin peeled off. And he and would have been put into a sarcophagus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not appropriate tonally at all, but like. And come back as a super powerful genie. Yeah. Yeah. To bring his, Nobody his wife, the apple pile, back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wins in that story. Nobody wins in that story. Well, those anyway. two kids who get like a small fortune win, but like that's a whole other episode. Kids? Yeah. The bread we kids? did a whole episode about it. The mm-hmm. kids who got the like apples. a bunch of gold and gold stuff. thrown randomly at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. A destabilizing amount of gold. Yeah. That doesn't happen if Aladdin's not there. Yeah, but they're the only ones who are like actually better off at the end of the story. God. Because now Aladdin is heir to apparently the most incompetent like sultan in the history of this nation. I it it will maybe be better. I mean, I don't think Aladdin is going to be a good head of state, but just knowing the sultan, Mm, yeah, the absolute power corrupts absolutely. Instead of him being from the people and doing better for the people, I see him taking over and being like, "It's sweet to be in charge. Let's keep the plebes down. It's good to be the king." Oh, that is very sad. Maybe Jafar would do a better job. He had the opportunity to end like poverty and like world hunger and everything, and he didn't. This is a good time for me to so. point out the um, the parody musical Twisted that the my star kid friends did a few years back. That's like from Jafar's side of things, where like Jafar's the only one who actually knows how to run a country, and everybody else is an incompetent, narcissistic moron. <laughs> and it's so funny, and they blame him for everything. <laughs> They're like, "It's all your fault, Jafar." It's great. So they get back to the temple in the desert, and there's a major conflict. Also, he Aladdin's like thirty five. He half brings. Uh, Anoxima the Moon back from the dead, but like they wind up getting control of the good book or the bad book and use that to tell the like the half mummies that oh, he they're back like stone to, people, yeah, they're like stone mummies, the, they, the guardians of the tomb or something yeah, that he turns on them and then they get control of them and turn them back on them and then they send his soul to hell for like a year or two it's before like he a comes ghost back train the goes one. through him, yeah, it is true. Like, choo-choo! Yeah. And he's gone. But it still doesn't matter because he comes back in the sequel because they he couldn't come up with another mummy. Well, then they did with like, Jet Li and it wasn't good. I was about to say, then they went, oh, Asian mummy now and it wasn't no, particularly wasn't good. good. That's also because they put a kid in it and as soon as you put a kid in it, you're like... They also changed... Like, liter- literally, uh, Brendan Fraser and Jonathan are the only two characters to come over from the other movie. They replace Yeah, Rachel Weisz isn't in there either. No, she's not. Which is stupid. She's in the second one, though, isn't she? She is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was bad news. Yeah, it was bad news. Who plays her in the third one? Uh, I forget her name. Not as good a lady. She's fine, but it's just like, it wasn't Rachel Weisz, so I like, wasn't on board. Yeah. Another rule we should probably put in, if you can't get all the original characters, it probably means you don't need to be making it. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless if, one of them is dead. 
Well, okay. Yes, but <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like... then, actually, kind of a good point. Well, even, yeah, then, even then, maybe just leave it just alone. Or make it, like, evolve your story. You have new characters now. Like, yeah, I mean, Harry Potter would have suffered for that. Yes, I think killing Dumbledore off in the, <laughs> in the, the second, second movie. Well, especially <laughs> since J.K. Rowling, hot take, is not telling Harry Potter's story. She's taking a very long time to tell Dumbledore's story. I am firmly convinced of yeah, this point. Yeah, it is yeah. kind of a real long roundabout way to do that, huh? I mm-hmm. think she likes Dumbledore way better and is telling his story just over a very long time. Huh. Well, I think it's because Dumbledore is the Han Solo of that story and like gets to be like an actual character with like just imagining complications with a real long and beard <laughs> <laughs> and a laser gun. <laughs> Bet he never got to live to be that I was old. Gonna say Peter Pettigrew <laughs> shot first. <laughs> pew pew. Um, we still have to do ratings. We've I'm so more. sorry. We have not done much. This was the most like, like uh, this is the like recap with the highest fidelity I think we've ever done. Honestly, and <laughs> like, I think the episode's suffering for it. I agree. No. <laughs> so long story short, Imhotep back to the dead, and then there's two more movies. No, I got to the end. They sent him to hell. You like, did. Yeah. My rating is a six. I love this movie. I love Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I would watch it anytime. I will go a six as well, because I've probably seen it a little less, but I have seen it multiple times, but I did see it very recently. Yes. Six. Blessings. Six, 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 six. Ah! <laughs> we need the good book. The mummy. <laughs> uh, I do want to, I know I maybe mentioned this before, I do want to watch the movie with Brendan Fraser's commentary because it is just him going like, oh, that looked like it hurt. And then being like, Rachel Vice like, is so pretty. It happened to you. You were there. <laughs> you were there. You just tell us if it hurt or not. <laughs> um, so what are we specifically going to talk about? Um, we're going to talk about Gad's investment. Go on. So. The jailer. The jailer. The jailer's name is Gad. The bug brain guy. Uh, Yes, the bug brain guy. So he has uh, Rick in his jail and is planning on hanging him and apparently has some beef with him because at one, she starts to, she needs to get him off the hook. Sure. Off the noose, I suppose. (laughs) And so she goes to him and says, hey, I'll pay you, I think it's a hundred pounds to let him out. And he's like, I'd pay that much to watch him die. (laughs) And so she goes, okay, how about 300 pounds? He goes, meh. She goes, 500 pounds. He goes, nah, maybe if you sleep with me. And she goes, go to hell. Um, so then 400 she... pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's my thing. She offers him 500 pounds and he says no, but he's wavering. Uh-huh. And so then instead of offering him like 1,000 pounds, she starts bargaining with him on, on this take and ends up eventually offering him 25% of whatever they find. Now, admittedly, he dies, so he does he not does collect on that. He does get one beetle. So. Yes, I don't think they're worth anything. When he didn't no. he pop it out of something? It was an ornament on something. Yeah, they're and like he like he thought it was like a blue gem, and it turns out to be like them in a big like, old cask beetle. Yeah, yeah, like petrified or something. Oh, see, now that's yeah. a mean thing to do to a person who just wanted to get his money. And how do you know that Rachel Weisz didn't like plant it on him, so that it would like? Or she's like, hey, go over there and look at those like check those fancy, gems out, fancy scare beetle things. And this is like that the, I totally don't know how they're actually made or are composed <laughs> of or anything. It's like the Bye. carpet. I'll be in the other room. Bye. <laughs> the carpet just gently showing a boo to the big like gem in the monkey's paw thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These <laughs> movies are basically the same. Yeah. I think we've determined that. Is this racist to say? I think that might be yeah, racist. Yeah, I think to I did say. a bad thing. <laughs> I think colonialism did this to us. That's it's true. Not we are the victims here. <laughs> we three white people are the victims. Like here. always. There are a lot of victims here. I'm not saying that anyone <laughs> is, no has it is worse more than victim any- than less. <laughs> Great. This is our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> when we get run out of town on a rail. When we get buried in a sarcophagus with flesh-eating beetles. But good news is we come back with a lot of powers. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what I wanted to do was figure out how much he actually made. Which is nothing. Which is nothing. Well, what he would have made. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, and I did it one way, but not the other way. So you see the room of gold. Sure. Okay. Which is like six rows back and like three rows wide, but it's like semi-truck rows. I looked at it. It's impossible. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's beyond even my ridiculous volumetric measurements. <laughs> so we did it a different way. <laughs> Which is, we know that this is Seti the First, uh-huh. who is a pharaoh of the 19th dynasty. Oh, he's oh, a real cool. person? Yes. Oh, so what I did was I counted all the pharaohs before him. Because in theory, in the fiction of the movie, this is the city of the dead where they bury all the pharaohs. Okay. 
Sure. Is the is the theory. And so there was 241 pharaohs before him. Oh my god. Man, Egypt was around for so long. Yeah, very long. You were going to say a thousand years, but then you would be wrong. Yeah. It was thousands. <laughs> I, because Liz's default right now for a lot has been 1000. That's fair. <laughs> I will say this. This is all bullshit. Keep that in mind, folks, because pharaohs were buried in different places. Not all pharaohs were buried in the same way. Hashtag not all pharaohs. <laughs> well, there's also like pharaohs they're not sure even existed that are in here and some that they think that are they are, but they haven't found evidence of. So like there's also different. I counted. So I actually did two different things. I counted all the pharaohs before him in the New Kingdom, mm -hmm. which is like what you think of as ancient Egypt. And then I also counted all the pharaohs before him, which includes some that are like so lower old. dial. Well, also like. There's, like, the upper Nile, where Cairo is, but there's also, like, the lower Nile, which is its own country. There's also, actually, a lot of, like, neighboring countries. So there were, like, black pharaohs oh. that nobody knows about, but, like, because this was conquered, Egypt at points first conquered by its neighbors, which were... The Ethiopians. Yeah. Yeah. Who became pharaohs. So, like, there is a lot of different mixing and matching in here that I'm doing... Sure. ...for the sake of haha goofs. And if you're an Egyptologist and listening to this... I'm sorry. That's basically what I'm trying to say is I'm sorry about the mockery I've made of this rich cultural history. If you are an Egyptologist listening to this, though, please email us. I would love to yeah, hear your about thoughts. your podcast because yeah, we, we, we will just rebroadcast your podcast in place of this for the rest of forever because <laughs> that's more interesting and better. But email us, makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to talk to you about it. Anyway. Go on. So there's either 241 pharaohs before this. Or. Or 17 if you're only talking the new kingdom. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go way higher. I thought no. there were... I thought you were going to say just 17. Humans used to live for 800 years at a time. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> and it's just when, it's See, just when Moses a... invented fried food <laughs> that our lifespans got short. This is a world pre-funnel cake, so all of them live 800 years really old. Hope. I don't remember what part of the podcast that was in. I mean, that was like three episodes ago. Okay. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> then I looked. I had a hard time finding the average amount of gold in a pharaoh's tomb. Sure. But I know King Tut was buried in a 240-pound worth of gold sarcophagus. Wow. He was, while has captured the fascination of the world at large, a rather insignificant pharaoh. Yeah. Some would call him a nobody. Yeah. Some would call him an inbred, like, bro Yeah, he was the Habsburg yeah. of, of Egypt. Yeah, feminine hips. Um, but anyway, he died after, like, at 10 years old, and he reigned for, like, three years. So he's not yeah. that important. And he was still buried in a gold sarcophagus. So I think this is the low end of what probably most pharaohs were buried with. That's a good point, because he wasn't around long enough to accumulate the kind of stuff that they would probably normally bury someone with. Yeah, I mean, he was buried with stuff, which was, like, common. But again, he was not one who reigned for 30 years and put thought into his legacy and built himself this grand tomb to be buried in yeah. and with all this stuff. He was buried probably with the least amount of honors that you were allowed to bury a king with. Real sickly little guy. Because nobody really cared. And, like, he didn't also have, like, a son who or a daughter who honored him greatly, right? Like, yeah. if you live till your 70s, then your progeny bury you with honors. But if you live till your 10, then your second your, cousin takes over say, and dumps you in a ditch. Your uncle takes care of everything for you. Right. So, if he was buried with 240 pounds of gold, and we assume that same thing, in the 240 pharaohs before them, this city would be, would have... 57,000, almost 58,000 pounds worth of gold in it. Holy crap. Just sarcophagi. Yes. Right. And that's all I'm counting because it's the only thing I can reliably count. Oh, okay. And this was a sarcophagus for a 10-year-old boy, so you could actually argue some of them were bigger. But, right. Uh, or, if we're only counting the 17 pharaohs, then we're about 4,000 pounds of gold. Still a chunk of gold. Given that a pound of gold is about $21,000. Holy shit. Because an ounce is about 1,300. In the world where there's uh, 240 pharaohs buried in this city, <laughs> there is $1.2 billion worth of gold. Just in sarcophagi. At a minimum. In the ground. In this city. In underground, where no one's using it. <laughs> where the ground is using it. The dead in are the using scenario it. where there's only 17 pharaohs, there's still $86 million worth of gold. Uh, see... I was wondering why you started with the higher number, but that's still very Because it's still very high. So Gad would have uh, 
somewhere between 300 million or in the later lesser one 21 million dollars. And this is somewhere in the 30s, 20s. 24, I think is roughly where it's set in. Do you have inflation? Oh, I didn't, but I could. Give hold one moment please. Bam. Bam, damn. Do 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 again. And then half. Oh yeah, I want the guess. That's always fun. So if the high number is or if the low number is 21, it would be 10, 5, I'm going to call it 2.5 million. You know the inflation goes the other way, right? Yeah. I know. I'm, yeah, 2.5 million. Oh, yeah. So, would, yeah. You're, yeah, I gotcha. So, if it's 21 Counts, now, what, what yeah. would it be back then? Because it would be yeah. way oh, less. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is this is this amount now. I see. Yeah. I was taking it back to back to the 1920s time. money. Oh, okay, yeah. that's a good guess then. Yeah, because I figure if it doubles every thirty years, like we've kind of established and those all the stuff we've done from the eighties, um, that um, hey Damon, if you take it back, huh? One point four, nicely done. Uh, Wait, I went what over. did you say? Two. Two and a half. But still. Yeah. That's a good margin of error. I feel like for yeah, that I feel much like that's done time. I was roughing it in. I just ninety years. Yeah. yeah, good job. I'll take it. Yeah. That didn't show up on so, the mic, but that was me patting myself on the back. I think I thought the inflation was going to go the other way, so I was like expecting like a. Oh, you were <laughs> oh, you, all excited. <laughs> you about thought like it was twenty-one million dollars in then in time then money. No, no, but no. it's twenty-one million dollars now. But that's still that's great. That's great. He but should take way, that money. One point four, twenty-five percent of that, so he'd get whatever that is, thirty three hundred thousand, for his. What he was willing to part with for about a thousand. I'm technically conflating pounds and dollars here, I suppose. Well, but still. But the pounds at like one point three to the dollar, so it doesn't change a ton. He would have wound up with a whole lot more than he would have taken. Sure. But he probably would have wound up with nothing. Because he died. Because he died. Well, not only because he died, because technically all of that's the property of Egypt. I was gonna say. In this day and age, you might get well, paid a finder's but fee. Back but in nineteen twenty. Oh, that's true. He was back then, we were just sending it oh, wherever. We were plundering for and then sure. eating the mummies. That is also true. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. Don't do that. That's that's still dead guy. You're just eating dead guy. Chokes on you. Soil and green is people. <laughs> <laughs> Though they found some like interesting medicine from that. There was like from s- dead guy. Yeah, there was something. I was podcast I was listening to where like. There was some like fungus or something that like grew especially well on people. that people were like turning into medicine. Like it was a cultural medicine, and then somebody from the Western world was like, "You crazy people! I'm gonna prove why that doesn't work," and it like did. Wow. <laughs> oh, never mind. This is just penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we get that from other things. Um, um. I was gonna say about the you hear about like the mellified men that like they eat honey until. They die and then like are put to rest in a big bucket of honey and left to be in that honey for like a hundred years, oh. and then they like take out the honey soup and eat it and it's supposed to be like medicine to help you live longer and like recover from. It's all apocryphal. I don't think anybody really did that. I bet you it actually would work. Not the dead body part, but honey's actually a, a decent uh, antiseptic. Antiseptic. Yeah. You can put it on burns. I was going to say, but isn't just like regular honey like pretty oh, good yeah. for you? Like, regular honey. Yeah. Not a honey with a dead guy in it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say like, I know that honey like doesn't spoil. I think honey might go bad if you put a dead person if in it. If you put a dead like, guy in it. But then you just scrape the mold off the top and it's fine. I guess. <laughs> it's um, not good for babies. But then you're just no, you're just babies. left with regular honey again. I was going to say, no dead guy for babies. No honey for babies. No honey with a dead guy in it for babies. I know dead guy is bad for babies. Please don't give dead guy to your baby. <laughs> I mean, not until they have tea, please. I'm not a monster. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. They'll choke. <laughs> and I mean, I'll cut it up real small. <laughs> Here's your dead guy chunks. Ugh. Anyway, so Soil and Green is what we're doing next, right? <laughs> did I we do an do episode so. on that, right? No, we did so. Logan's Run, and yeah. I got yeah. those two confused. Uh, also, at one point, he cuts an iron manacle with a bronze sword. Something Ooh, that would nope. happen. No. No. I think that's how you and get it a seems folded those are sword. Different ages. <laughs> it seems like the movie justifies it because he's like coming down with a lot of force. And I'm like, that's not, Mm-mm. there's no amount of force. That's not how smush. that works. Oh, yeah. Smush. Yeah, you don't think about that. I did. He did just now. Yeah. That's kind of what we do here is we <laughs> think about. Hey, did you like that thing? Let's ruin it a little also, bit. Also, <laughs> more and more, more importantly, maybe they're going with Jurassic Park logic on this. 
But at the end, right, they kill the mummy, and in the classic, the whole city, like, collapses in on itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For maybe $1.2 billion... You could just get a go shovel. dig that bag up, right? Like, <laughs> I think probably. You could hire, like, actual crews to just, like, come dig it back Yeah, up. I mean, the mummy's gone. You don't have to worry about that yeah, so much. You, don't you, you have to worry about the flesh beetles. Yes. But. Yeah. You don't get the impression, though, this is like a uh, Holy Grail in Indiana Jones where it, like, falls into some unfathomable distance. You just get the impression it's like. Now it's It under was sand. 20 feet underground. And now it's 30 feet underground. And now it's 30 feet underground with sand on top of it. I'm like, I'm willing to go that far. I think you could do it. Like, gold. How hard is it to move sand, though? Do you think that'd be difficult? You're led to believe... Not $1.2 billion (laughs) difficult. You're led to believe that the little bit they get away with is enough to set them up really well. Yeah. Yeah. Because like like, when you get back away with a backpack... Wait, because Benny passes a bag under the door before it... Benny's loading uh, up a like a horse or a camel to leave oh, with. Oh, that's right. And, they and then get on he that. gets stuck in the temple. And gets eaten by bugs. Oh, no, he shit. doesn't. He survives into the sequel when he and the mummy both come back and hunt them down for Correct. releasing the Let's scorpion. Let's the sequel you, uh, didn't happen. It is implied that he gets eaten by bugs. I sure. feel like The Mummy Returns is a movie best left unsaid. <laughs> nah. Don't read it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Don't also, let your kid put there's weird... There's not prop continuity... If that book, the Book of Amun-Ra, is actually made of gold, they toss it around a lot. For a smushy book? As if it yeah. was not probably, like, 15 pounds. Yeah. But, I mean, oh. it's, like, chest-sized That's a hefty gold. book. That would not be an easy thing to lug around. No. No. Not with Evelyn's tender bird arms. <laughs> Jonathan's got himself some tender bird he arms. He does, too. Yeah, he also. He's got slender pickpocket hands. He can't be holding heavy things. It'll callous him up. Why does he know how to read hieroglyphics? Because his dad. Yeah. Yes. But that's not like a thing. Like, I don't know that I would teach my kids how to place a, an order for soda. Well, it's not like those kids oh, went to... God. It's not like those kids went to public school, though. It's that's like fair. They were, like, hand-raised by an Egyptologist-like father. Hand-raised like, makes them sound like chickens. Yeah. <laughs> they were free-raised. Yeah. They were fed directly from his hands. <laughs> Birdseed every day. So that's why they, that's why they're so skinny. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they wound up with those little bird arms. <laughs> they're so smart. Their bone density is shot. They can't catch that book. They'll break their wrists. <laughs> Which is why the mummy wants to kill them because they're more delicious than normal people. <laughs> they're uh, fine marbling. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that was very entertaining. <laughs> uh, did anybody else have anything to say about the, the one cultist gets away too, right? <laughs> No, yeah, you. The lead guy? I think he might be back in the Mummy Returns. I can't remember, but he does not get away in this one. He like does the classic, "I'll hold him off and you go ahead." Uh, they actually play that card twice with both cultists, and it's yeah. like ten huh. minutes back to back. And I'm like, I feel like, you guys. did you forget that you just did this? <laughs> you already did that one. That maneuver's done. Huh? Huh? I thought he lived. But I think probably because Again, he no, shows up in the Mummy well, Returns. Well, I think if like you don't see him get like ripped apart, you see him like do the solo thing. He like runs down the hallway screaming with his oh, sword yeah. sort of thing. So like, I can't remember if he reappeared cause I've only seen the mummy returns maybe once, uh-huh. maybe a long time I'm ago. I'm pretty sure the mummy returns brings back everybody. Yeah. So I'm guessing like he shows back up and is like, Oh yeah, I was holding them off valiantly. And then when you read the thing, they all turned to dust and I just decided like, bye. I didn't want to cramp your style. So bye. Yeah. <laughs> you guys look like you were having a moment. So yeah, I, was like, I wasn't, sw- I wasn't sworn for 3000 years to fight the mummy. I figured you had it. Yeah. <laughs> my calendar just opened like wide open. I was going to say, so yeah, me and my kids and my children's children have like nothing to do now. Yeah, so. We had eternity <laughs> blocked off to keep you from finding the mummy. But now that he's gone, not a lot of money in cults though, huh? Well, for anybody, but the leader, I mean, in this one, you could literally go down there whenever you want and just pick up fistfuls of gold. So I guess that's fair. As long as you don't open the to extort whoever took your key that is apparently the most important relic in your like religion so in the world, arguably. It's like a guy went down there to like get some like some book money, you know, and he was just like grabbing random things and he grabbed the key and then he like gave it to the book merchant or whatever and he was like, Oh nards, what did I do? Hey, they're like, hey. I bet if I never tell anybody, they'll never know. Hey, Jared, did you see where that key went? <laughs> what key? I don't. Oh, didn't old Bill say three generations ago they accidentally sold it? Oh. Like, it's been gone for a long time, oh, I think. Really? I thought I saw it. No, oh. I, don't, I don't think. Hmm. 
I poke a lot of fun, but like <laughs> I loved the setup of like the the whole cult thing as like the way to introduce this ex machina character of like I'm just gonna explain everything that you guys need to know about what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, that's very fair to, to have like, like that have keystone Carter guy around with you. And I'm also gonna like inject some like cool action into the scenes where Brendan Fraser can't jump that high. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> a cool dude. I yeah. thought he was yeah. real neat. In a fun thing, my brain uh, merges his face and the exact same character from Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail. Huh. Uh, because there's also like random cult, uh, like to keep only from... those who are worthy can find the Grail. Mm-hmm. And so I, there is a man that has never existed but exists in my mind that is a mashup of these two people. See now, when you said that, I think of the like weird old blind guy in the um, Lancelot Galahad, the guy with the the, the he chose poorly. No, he's just he's no. not one of them. He's just a nice. I know, killer. but you said that. So you said that, and that's what I thought you meant. Oh, and you now I see together. this like that guy with an old gray beard. Oh no, and a like night outfit. No, because the one in Indian Jones is basically the exact same. Like I think <laughs> they both have like tattoos on their face and like dark wavy see, hair. Just making up a character isn't like John Rice Davies is like the only other character who goes there with them. I think. Don't know. No, because they have that whole fight in the boat. Where he's trying to stop them, and then it gets eaten up by the propellers. The only solution is... I closed my you're, computer. You're <laughs> combining, like, four different set pieces, the, I think. The, I don't know, but that The can, only solution is to go watch the You're movie. also talking about the one that I've seen the least. So, so I don't know why you're choosing that bad. hill to die on. You take us out. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. He's been Dan. Uh, as always, thanks to Charlesy Miller for her music on this episode and all episodes. Uh, catch her on Spotify or in LA if you live there or go there to see her live. Uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, and uh, requests for Mummy Returns episodes at uh, makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. It's really great right now. You can't hear this, but it's like dueling banjos over here watching these guys Google as furiously as they can on their phones. Uh, and I, I hope that we'll see you next time on Make Believe Money. Oh, he found it! In Last Crusade. Oh. Show me. Okay. Oh. Um, she can't show this. Oh, okay.